All right, hello, hello. We're yep. back again. Yes. Episode six of Derek and Deja. <laughs> Man, made it to episode six, huh? All the way. How you feel? Uh, I don't know. You don't know how you feel? I really don't know. It's like I still had the pre, you know, recording jitters. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. But it's just like, okay, I need to get comfortable at this point. But no. No. <laughs> you, you know, you know, Yuri from uh, No Jumper. Uh-huh. He said that as much as much as he does these seventy-two hour, twenty-four hour live streams, and mm-hmm. he's on different podcasts. He says every time he gets on the podcast, he gets nervous. Yeah. So it may not ever go away. It's intimidating. I'm sorry to tell you, but it may not ever go away. Cause like you don't even see the people, but it's still like yeah what people think you fit like yeah yeah it's that pressure you feel the camera judging you yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i understand for sure yeah but we good we good man it's me and you yeah it's me and you so we good right oh uh, don't do that <laughs> <laughs> all right man so first listen the first thing that i want to say mm-hmm. is on the last episode i said by this time the Miami Heat would have won the first two games, and they won the first two games. Was it, wait, was it a pause in between, like a skip or something? Because I thought the Falcons or the Hawks or whatever the team Hawks. I was supposed to be rooting for, I thought they won Whoa, something. hold on. That you supposed to be rooting for? Yeah. No. Listen, if you root for the opposite team, then this may not work out. I mean, hey, you got to keep the fun. No, because listen. Okay, let me let me let me explain what happened. Mm-hmm. I said by the time the next episode comes out, yeah. well, by the time we record the, the next episode, mm-hmm. the Miami Heat would have won two games. They won those two games, but now we're recording on a Monday mm-hmm. instead of recording on our usual Saturday. So they played they played an, an additional game. game, and they lost it. Right? Did y'all hear that? And what was crazy? He said it first. And what was crazy? You text me. Saying like go Hawks or some or something crazy. <laughs> was that Friday though? It was Friday. Yeah, but it was something crazy, and I'm like, I'm like, man, you don't understand how much that just infuriated me. <laughs> it made me really like. It keeps I, you on your toes. You don't know who I'm rooting for. No. Just because you rooting for somebody doesn't mean I have to. You have to be on my side. I'm on your with side. Everything with a different color on. No, with everything. No. You remember the Will and Jada thing happened? Remember yeah. what you and said? And she Hold on. disowned him. She did. <laughs> but remember what, what you said you would do? Yeah. You said in public, I'm mm-hmm. going to be on his side. Oh, yes. You need to be on my side now. All right, man. Listen. <laughs> okay, so the Miami Heat won the first two games. We lost the third game. Came back and won the fourth game. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So now we just have one more game to win. They have to win three to win. Come on, man. That's about to be that's about to be a gentleman sweep. Uh-huh. A gentleman sweep, right? Okay, I'm listening. Because we talked about what a sweep was last time. So mm-hmm. a gentleman sweep is when the other team wins one game. It's like we didn't want to do you too bad. Mm-hmm. We let you win one game in front of your fans by one point, but we still gonna get you up out of here mm-hmm. real fast. It's not gonna be no back and forth thing. We gonna get you up out of here, but we gonna let you have. Don't be speaking too soon. I mean, they still lost one. Did you see the last? Okay, so. <laughs> I mean, come on now. You so, jumping a gun? You don't know for sure. So so. They can pre have pre game jitters and just mess up the whole thing. Man, did they have pre game jitters last game? I don't know. All right, they man. lost one. 
Hey man, getting getting away from oh oh getting away from that. Before we get into the topics, so you may have noticed mm-hmm. that we've we've we switched the set around just a little bit, right? Just a tad. So there's a few different things that's different from the set on this episode as opposed to last episode. Mm-hmm. So if if you can find all the things that are different, and I mean everything. Not just the obvious things, but if you can find every single thing that's different from the set on this episode, from the last episode, and pretty much from every episode before. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I want to do? Ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's start small. Yeah, so because yeah, because we're not making no money off mm-hmm. this. No, this is for the people. This is this is because of our love for you all. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So. Off the bat, if you can find everything that's different from this set from the last one on episode five, four, three, um, I will cash up you ten dollars. Yes. All right. Now, this deal does not include our friends or family. Nope. Okay, because we already have your support. You know, we want to get the the other viewers more involved and in, in, in what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So But y'all can still play. You can you can mm, they because, can still play. What if they get it right though, and then somebody just copy the answer? Who says it first? Nah, you're that's, right. That's you're what right, I'm saying. Right. So, okay, okay. So, other than fans, uh, friends, and family, mm-hmm. if you find if you find everything that's different from this set from the last one, put it in the comment section. Mm-hmm. The first person to get it correct, I will cash up you some money. Yep. All right. He said he will cash out. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll cash up you some money. Yeah. So, so there, we good. All right. So with all the introduction stuff out the way. Oh no, it was one more introduction. What? Because if y'all watched the last video, we have a new, you know, little theme song. Oh, we have a new intro. Yeah. We have a new intro. How okay, do you feel okay. about the intro? I love it. it. Has that pop of color, you know? I I love it. You know what's crazy? Because you know when our when our episode banner comes up, mm-hmm. it's pink, and then it's kind of bluish, like teal. bluish teal, mm-hmm. and then it's it's the same way on the, mm-hmm. on the intro. <laughs> and then what's even crazier? Because I'm about to just really just uh-huh. go deep. Look at these colors. I know. Other than this red, uh-huh. it's the exact same color. We need to put some red somewhere then. It's Don't the exact same it. colors, man. So, so yeah, we have a new intro. Just trying to improve the production value and. Just keep improving. Yeah. So, we're doing something like that. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. All right. Is that is that all the introductions? I think that's all. Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Let's see. What you want to get into? I'm going to put it on you. What you want to get into? Why? Why are you putting it on me? I mean, it's up to you or I got it. You go. Let's see what direction you want to go. Let's start with... Let's start with Atlanta. Okay. I want to start with Atlanta. This is a show we've been talking about. Well, we we spoke about it on two previous episodes. Mm-hmm. But this is a show, and I just want to say it one more time. It's very impactful. It's very meaningful. It talks about topics that a lot of other shows just just won't won't touch on, Mm-mm. you know. And not just even shows like a lot of topics that a lot of people won't touch on if they have a public platform. And so for a show that's on a major network to really be talking about issues concerning the plights of black people 
concerning the way that black people feel in this country, it's just something that's very refreshing to watch, you know, because every episode is like it's something different and you don't know what direction it'll go in. Mm -hmm. But you know that there'll be some type of meaning behind everything that happened. Right. It's like becoming a game for us, almost figuring out like what was he talking about? Looking at old articles, just something would make right. you trigger like, okay, where's he pulling from? Because you know this is true. Pretty much everything, most of the stuff that he talks about is factual. Right. So that's that's the, that's the greatness of this show. Yeah, it's pulling from real life things for sure. Mm -hmm. So, last episode, how did you feel about watching the last episode? So it was pretty much talking about Fashion Week, and um, pretty much overall, the show was extremely informative like mm -hmm. we always been saying but just talking about clothing and how these brands and how these you know makers of of all this stuff um they pretty much want like the black people to come save them all the time if they put out something offensive or say something or like most of the stuff that's on these oh um walkways and stuff like that mm -hmm. they always want black people to come save the day Right. If they feel like they being some type of racist or bias or towards anything that they put out, they pretty much use us to come save. To Captain make, Save Ho. To make it okay. Mm -hmm. Like like when Gucci had that blackface that blackface uh what was it, a sweatshirt or something? It was something with some like some, some red lips on it and mm -hmm. it was all black. And the white was, around the eyes. Which was pretty much depicting depicting how they would dress people up for blackface mm -hmm. back in the day. You know, mm -hmm. and so they had backlash for that. It's been other times that other brands have had faced backlash, but every time you see H and M about the monkey, yeah, mm -hmm. with the kids, yeah, specifically having the black kid in the monkey suit mm -hmm. for sure. And so you always see these people that come out, these black people that come out, and they'll still rock the brand, mm -hmm. right? They'll say. I'm not worried about all that type of stuff or they made a mistake. It was a mistake. And, and, and now they've hired some more people to be more inclusive or I'm on their team. Yeah. And so, and so this episode was about that. Mm -hmm. It was about a brand that had put out some type of, of Jersey about the central park five. Mm -hmm. And they had a white woman wearing the Jersey in the ad. And so the show was, was based around the black community finding issue with them doing that mm -hmm. and so they were trying to commission paperboy who's the main character in the show a uh, spoiler alert yep yep <laughs> <laughs> they were trying As to, always <laughs> they were trying to commission paperboy to actually come on come on their side work with their brand be in one of their press conferences mm -hmm. and basically make it cool for them to to still be a thing to say that it's okay they didn't mean to do this. I stand behind them. They aren't racist. Mm -hmm. I know these people. And basically do that that whole thing that we always see these people doing. And what was crazy, like, think about it now. Within the show, he straight up told Paperboy, like, I can't pay you. Right. But it was other ways they got around it. And it's like, okay, well, then I need free clothes for three years. And mm -hmm. I need this. And I want that. I want tickets to the black panther premiere and it was just like crazy stuff so technically they're still getting paid but right through other ways right so-called favors mm -hmm. and so the episode not only focused on paperboy but it depicted other prominent black activists taking these deals with these companies in order to 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 save face for them 
but come before y'all and act like they're doing something for the black community when really they don't care. Mm-mm. It's like, I'm in this to get what I can get out of it. And then what's crazy is you see all these headlines about these activists buying these lavish homes, right? Mm-hmm. Miss, miss appropriating the money that was for some type of fun fundraising or something like that. And then you just realize this is talking about real life. Yeah. Because, I mean, the reason I don't want to, do you actually want to say the most common one that was right now? I don't, uh, let's not, let's not. People know if you're watching this, you know, you know what's going on and so many movements that's happening right now, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so just seeing that. And that's a real life perspective on one of those angles. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's sickening. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to get paid for what you're doing. Nothing is free in life. I understand that, and I get that. But like, you're supposed to be helping out the community, and all of a sudden, I see you with million dollar homes and million dollar cars, and you going on these, you know, vacations and everything. It's like, hmm. So you paying yourself how much, and how much you actually giving back? Right, and and that's to say. Yes, you should be compensated. Like you just said, mm-hmm. you should be compensated for the work you're doing because it's very important work. You bring your knowledge, you bring your resources, you bring your... Yes, if I understand you, that. If you're really doing the work. Yeah. Not just if you're... if you're Part e- of the team. Every time something bad happens, you're just one of those faces that shows up and gives speeches and then collects money and, and writes books and does all this stuff. But like, if you're really doing the work, you deserve to be compensated. Mm-hmm. But then... At what point is it like, okay, that's enough compensation? Because the position that you're taking is a position of saying, I want to help people. Mm-hmm. I want to help my people. I want to lift them up, right? Mm-hmm. And so most of our people are struggling economically. And so you have economics by making so much money. So what sense does it make for, for an activist, right, mm-hmm. who says, I'm in this for the people and who's getting money, right? Mm-hmm. People are giving you money. Because in the back of their head, they're thinking, it's going you're the helping the people. Mm-hmm. And then you take that money and you buy a million dollar home. Like, what's up with that? I mean, they could easily flip and say, you know, I took this small percentage and I put it in the stock market and then all of a sudden I made money. It's so many ways people can flip it. But you know that's not what they're doing. Man, yeah. And, and, and the episode was basically about that. And if you if you watch the episode but then at the same time you're somebody who's kind of tapped in with these different black activists you will see the parallels between the different types of characters in the episode and those people who are actually doing those things in real life yeah and i don't want to i'm not going to get into it because i'm not trying to bash anybody and i'm not trying to and the episode is not like that yeah it's more like you know yeah. And if you know, you'll do your own research. So we strongly recommend for you to watch the episode and watch all of them. Yeah. Watch that episode. Watch some other episodes. There was an episode about reparations. Mm-hmm. Now, it was kind of extreme, but but still, it it gets you talking. Mm-hmm. It starts the conversation. Oh, yeah. Like, what does reparations look like? Right? Yeah. Because in this country, you have all these other groups of people who have gotten reparations. Yep. You you certainly have. <laughs> it's not, pretty obvious. And it's not just Native Americans. Mm-hmm. There there have been other groups of people who have gotten reparations from the United States. And so when you have 
a group of people who were enslaved here and a group of people who built up the wealth for all these different family lines and all these different companies, mm-hmm. right? Like, now we're talking about reparations. Now, if you didn't pay those other groups of people, then maybe we don't have a case, but because you did, it sets a precedent. Mm-hmm. And now we can say, okay, well, we need to get paid for that. I don't understand why is it taking us so long to figure this out. Like, what's so hard about it? Listen. Because it's still going on to this day. Not I, to that extent, but it's still, you know, a level of it that's going on today. Because, listen, because they owe us so much. You don't even want to, you don't even want to get the ball rolling. You don't even want to start. So it's better to just dismiss it like, nah. Well, in the Atlanta episode, it was, I think it was the one right before this and the one that we're talking about. It was two more. mm -hmm. It was two before this. But the way they did it in the episode. So pretty much all white people, if they, if black people, pretty much how they do the, what, the DNA and me type thing, you had to do the swab and, you know, see, you know, your DNA, your ancestors or whatnot. But with them, they figuring out who, um, you know, the family tree of who was the slave owner. You know, if this if this white person owned you, they're pretty much going to figure out. And then that family or that person or whatever owes that black person. Right. So it's like they pretty much can take it. And if you can't pay, they're just going to take everything that you have. They're going to take your home, your car, whatever they want. They're just going to take it if you can't financially pay them out. Right. And also there was a tax. Mm-hmm. It was like a 10% tax. Mm-hmm. So that you can pay the victims of... Uh, what happened in your lineage, I guess. And that's extreme. Like and, we said, the show is it goes to <laughs> And I don't I don't necessarily want to go family to family. Mm-hmm. If I was just thinking about reparations, I wouldn't say it would be like a family to family thing, but when we talk about corporations that profited, when we when we talk about being able to trace the money mm-hmm. from a corporation that owned slaves and then as time progressed that corporation went in another direction. It became another corporation. You see what I'm saying? And then so on and so forth. If you can trace that, oh no, run it, run that, run it. We wow. need that. <laughs> you know, because our people are doing so bad out here. And yes, there's a percentage of us who are doing extremely well, mm-hmm. but there's a large percentage of us, and, and that percentage is even more so than what it is for every other group of people. And it's not just because of um, a lack of initiative or anything like that. You can really trace it back. You can trace it back to individual things that were being done to us at different periods of time. So not just slavery, but then like Jim Crow. Mm -hmm. And then not Jim Crow, but like what's going on right now with throwing people in jail for crimes that, that mean almost nothing. Yep. Just because they can. Marijuana. <laughs> right. And it's legalized. And, and somebody. Most areas. And somebody was talking about how they'll, they'll, they'll find things that black people do in abundance mm-hmm. and then find a way to make that illegal. You know? Boy, boy. And so just like, and, and, and in me saying that, it is talking about marijuana. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not someone who partakes now like that or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. But we're talking about 
people are becoming billionaires off this marijuana boom in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you have people in jail right now for selling it on a very low level compared to what they're doing in these factories and these dispensaries and all this type of stuff. And so how do you have these two things going on at the same time in the same country? Hmm. And you can try to say it's different from state to state, but like, like, come on though. Like, like seriously, like who passed this law, but then think about the people that y'all, y'all know for a fact are in jail. It's crazy. How they even get passed anyway. Like, come on. How do we even get to like this? Man, and this is what I'm. This is what we were saying though. Like Atlanta, it 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 makes you get into these types of conversations. It sparks these types of conversations because of the content, and that's why it's so valuable to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's not just this thing, right? So getting off of reparations, getting off of of an episode that talks about activists who don't really care, but they're pretending to. They're pandering to their audience. Oh, this is so bad, and and and. And this and that and that and this. I have a new book out. Mm-hmm. Right? You should read this. It's going to help you get to where I'm at today. You should donate. White white America, you should donate to our cause because, you know, I'm going to guilt you until you donate. Mm-hmm. But then we're going to take the donations and we're going to go buy houses. For me, Mikey. We ain't talking about real estate and investing for the, hey, the other communities and build hey. it up. And it's crazy, but like. The show even even showing things like you remember when it was it was it was last episode, actually, mm-hmm. where he was on stage. He got his phone stolen. Now, remember, at the beginning of the beginning of the show, there was this white guy who was walking, walking backstage and there was security who was supposed to stop people and check him. Mm-hmm. He just let the guy walk through. Right. Mm-hmm. But then when Earn, who's the main character, who's Donald Glover. When he goes, he leaves backstage and it comes back and the guy stops him. And he says, you know, I just, I just came back. I just, you're going to see a lot of me. I just left from over here. You're going to see a lot of me going back and forth. So, and he was like, I mean, this is my job, Mm -hmm. but he was just stopping him just to stop him. And did he have his badge around his neck? Like security clearance. Cause Iron, he's the manager of Paperboy. Right. What? That's crazy. Just to stop him. Yeah. And see, the thing is, every single time, I know he knows it's him, but he's stopping him just to fuck with him. Mm-hmm. Nothing more. <laughs> we see that all the time on social media, though. People getting stopped, black people, you can't get into this club because you got these shoes on, but then you look over to the left, and it's a white dude with the same shoes. Be like, so why he's in there? Oh, because he bought bottle service. Oh, he works here. Yeah, if you buy bottle service too, then you can you can wear. You can do whatever you want. Man, so how you know I wasn't gonna do that? All right, bro. Exactly. (laughs) Did did he did did he come up to the did he come up to the uh, front of the line and say, "I know I'm wearing tennis shoes and they had a and they had a dress code, but I'm gonna buy bottle service. Can you let me in?" He ain't say all that. Mm. It's crazy, bro. Like he about to go stand up like everybody else. It's crazy, man. Or. People, man, and then like, and then when we talk about these these activists and how they're supposed to be helping black people, right? Mm-hmm. We can take that further. We can talk about black institutions and how they're supposed to be a safe haven for our people. You know, for our young people specifically, when we talk about something like HBCUs, 
That was right. the whole reason they were created because we couldn't go to the same schools that everybody else went to. Right. And so I went to TSU, right? Mm-hmm. And TSU was literally started because there was a black man who got accepted into the University of Texas Law School. Mm-hmm. Right? He got accepted. But when they found out he was black, they said no. And so before you knew he was black, you saw his merit. And say you're you're good enough to come here, but then when he saw he was black, it's like no, you aren't. And so, this whole legal thing happened, and basically with that separate but equal thing, TSU basically began in the community of Third Ward, like just in a in a building. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you a question: How is that separate but equal? Sound that's like not separate and separate to me. That's not equal at all. <laughs> You're talking about the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. It's not equal at all. And so you have all these laws. Listen, none of that means anything because that's not what was happening. So Texas Southern started in third war in a classroom inside Jackie H. High School. And over time, you know, it just built up into what it is now. And these are what these institutions were supposed to do. They were supposed to provide us a service. Because we couldn't obtain that service from these white institutions because they didn't want us, mm-hmm. regardless of our merit, regardless of how good we were. And so now something that had recently happened is you have Grambling State, which is also an HBCU. Mm-hmm. You have there being a turnover of the coaches. And so a new coach came in and this new coach decided to cut every single player on the volleyball team. 19 to be exact. 19 different players. Mm-hmm. And not only cut them from the team, like like you aren't playing, but said your scholarship would not be renewed. What? So came in, a new coach came in and cut every single player. I'm bringing all my own players in. Y'all don't understand. This bring me hot. Just even him bringing the story back up is just like bringing it all back to me. Because you could just imagine how hard you have to work to get these scholarships. First of all, it's a, a athletic scholarship. You still had to go through all these preliminaries just to get approved, you know, to get, get chosen. I don't care how hard it is. It, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, just because you feel like you want a whole new team, because I was, I kept looking, trying to find a backstory. It's, there's no backstory as of today. I haven't found anything that explains exactly why she cut. It just keeps saying, you know, um... What did he saying that, um, you know, they still trying to further investigate it, but she has the right to do this because she's the coach. Right. And, and what you saying that I was just going to say, there could be something that we don't know that caused that, but is there something that happened that caused them to cut all oh. 19 girls? And there if, better be some hazing. There better be all kind of stuff going on. They right. paid a jacked her car, took all the wheels off, put right. it on top of the building. They better did something crazy. And and if there is something, right? I under look if there is something Suspect that happened, I can understand how you could be like, we don't want to make it be known, like we don't want to put it out there on them like that. You right? made it known. You made it to the world. You made it known to them. Like okay, whatever y'all did, I'll take your money away. If you still want to go here, your scholarship. Out, yeah. yeah. If you still want to go here, then figure out a way to pay for it. That that is to me that's the lowest of the low. I'm 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 gonna get into that. Like I'm gonna rip into him. 
But I just want to play the devil devil's advocate advocate from one second. Mm-hmm. Let's say let's say the, the the members of the team did something they shouldn't have done, mm-hmm. and they all got cut because of it. Do you think the university should not explain why they got cut, or they should just do like they did and say y'all all are cut? They need to explain why. They should explain. Yes. Okay. And even and even you know the fact that we're sitting here talking about it. Mm-hmm. They should explain. They should. They should explain because also, one of the one of the things with like doing something that's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's facing your consequence. And so, if these girls did something that that made them deserve to be cut, then, then put it out there. Because if not, the way it comes off is usually when a new coach comes in, there's turnover. Within the staff, the coach fires the, the the pre-existing staff, brings in all their new people, tries to get new recruits that they want to get. And so the way it comes off right now is this coach came in and just said, I don't want y'all. All and so kicked all these girls off the team, made them lose their scholarships. And these universities were created to give opportunity to people who didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, maybe some of these girls – Maybe Grambling State was their only scholarship, but I guarantee you some of them had multiple scholarship offers. And they right? chose to go there. And they chose to go there and made a commitment. And we're oh, talking about yeah. making a commitment to something. And it's not just a one-way thing. It's not just on the athlete. Mm-mm. Like, you're committing to them as well. And so if they if they came and showed up every day and went to practice every day and came to every game. Wait, for you two ju- days, three days. You shouldn't just do this. Because, you know, it's not just once at a Come on now. We got to think about how it used to be being in athletics. That That is crazy. Most of the time, they can't even have a job because they practice it morning, noon, and night. And you just going to call them into the office because they said she called them in one by one to let them know. Oh, thank you. Hey, this is crazy. Like, and again, we're talking, we're not like, we don't know the full story, but what we got, this ridiculous. We're talking about an HBCU, man. And from what I understood when I decided to go and not just when I decided to go, because there were other reasons as well. But when I got there, I got so engulfed in that, in that culture. And then in, in that belief that this, this really means something to be here. You proud of it. Like. People had to really go through stuff for this to even be a thing. And I'm a part of what this is now, today, in, in 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. you know? And so, to now just be, like, pulling people's opportunity away and making them just have to figure it out on a whim, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it, on a whim is, a, is the the appropriate statement, but, like, just like just making them have to figure it out once they thought they already had it figured out. I don't have this part of their lives. I don't have a scholarship anymore. I have to try to find another school. If I can't find another school, I may not be in school. So you should have a look at this point. Or if I'm gonna be in school, I'm gonna take out debt. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, man. It's we ridiculous. Talk, like we talked about last episode, how much school costs. Well, it wasn't last episode. It was the one that we talked about school. But that's crazy. It's re- it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and it's actually starting to make me mad. Mm-hmm. Like, like in this moment. To me, there's no explanation for why you were even allowed to do that. I don't care if you're the head coach or not. 
Maybe the school should have been like, whoa, sweetheart, you could do like two or three or four or whatever, but the whole team, come on. I wouldn't even say two or three or none of that. You know what I'm saying? You probably have some graduating seniors. Yes. Bring in some freshmen to replace the sophomores on the team because most of them was graduating uh, by 2023. So they were talking about the transfer and the credits and everything. They're going to have to retake most of those classes. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I mean, you messing you messing you messing people's lives up, lives up over because what? And and not to be and not to be on no, on no stuff, but over women's volleyball. You know. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not important, but I'm saying it's not like. Oh, y'all a, known for that? It's not a a, a income generating sport for your university. The way that like football might be for LSU, mm-hmm. it's Let's not bringing sales. in millions of dollars. <laughs> so it's like we can even justify kinda in some type of way mm-hmm. why we can get rid of them and bring in better people. Like, bro, let them girls finish finish school, and then over time you pick your new team. Man, if you that good, coach, and if you that good of a coach, coach them up. Mm-hmm. Coach them up. Sound lazy to me? I'm gonna have to stop, man, because I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep going, bro. This that's crazy. Like this, com- like, and 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 I know we didn't even plan to talk about this, but it goes into professional athletics as well, where you have all of this this whole like commitment thing is supposed to be on the player, but when it comes to the organization, we don't have no commitment to you. Mm-mm. Like we'll get mad at you and burn, and and the fans will burn your jersey and do all this stuff. If you decide to go to another team, like you make that decision for you and your family, mm-hmm. right? But if you if you tear your ACL, oh, I'm done with you. You can't make me no money. Nope. So like this commitment thing needs to go both ways, or you need to stop talking about it. And then like with these student athletes, man, you have these kids because you know they're 18, 18 and over, but these are kids though. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of throwing them out, like figure it out. And that's some, and that's really low. And if there's something that they did, okay, you need to you need to say it. Yep. Because at this point, like, I'm just looking at that, like, nah, you know, like I'll ne- I I won't support. Listen, I'll never support anything dealing with Grambling. At this point, get it figured out. This reminds me of Coach Carter. She should have just locked the gates, you know, locked the um, gym or something. Whatever happened, she should have figured out another way. Man, how you do this to some kids, man? Yeah. I'm just, it's just, it's it's really, it's making me mad, bro. We need to, we need to switch. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to just start saying stuff mm-hmm. that I feel like I could say, you know? Yeah. And so, like. <laughs> well, since we're talking about schools anyway, yeah. this, this is not going to make it any better. Mm-hmm. No, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so, we found another segment about a black high school valedictorian honored after 30 years, 38 years later. Mm-hmm. So, she went to this high school. Right. And she was, you know, of color. Because mm-hmm. was she, was, she's actually black. She's a black woman, yes. Mm-hmm. And, but because she was black, she couldn't be. You know, valedictorian posted as I guess they pretty much be the face, right? Or they just didn't give her the um, the credit at all. She couldn't be valedictorian, period. Right. So, 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 a black woman was valedictorian over high school. Mm-hmm. 
and they made her share top student award with a white student mm-hmm. and didn't name her valedictorian when she when she deserved to be valedictorian based upon her merit. Mm-hmm. The counselor, who was her counselor, even even stated that she saw the principal go into the file cabinet and pull her file out once they figured out she was going to be valedictorian, insinuating that she was going to try to tamper with her record to make it to where she wasn't the number one student. So the counselor actually said, I won't let them do nothing like that. I'm going to put a lock. I'm going to put a lock on the on the file cabinet so they can't tamper with your records. Wow. But even so, they did not give her valedictorian and made her share top student award with a white student. And so after 38 years, like after all this time, they have finally given her valedictorian of her class. Hmm. Would you even want it? Absolutely. You still want it? Yes. Mm. I'm I'm the valedictorian. Right. You know, because that's something that, that means something. Because obviously, like, if you didn't want me to have it that much, it definitely means something for me to have it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. Absolutely. And I know, like, I know we speak about about race Mm -hmm. but this is it just goes to show you man it's just so unfortunate but people are so some people are so low that they'll 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 pull something from a child second one pulling stuff from kids second topic (laughs) like i'm not even gonna just discriminate against an adult I'm going to pull something from a child who worked hard mm-hmm. because just because I don't want to see them have it hmm. because um, I know when I was, was applying to colleges, I know that being the valedictorian came with a whole lot of scholarship money. Okay. It came with a lot of scholarship money. You know, and just having that distinction, it separates you from so many people, so many applicants when you're applying to colleges and scholarships. And so they stole that from from that woman. Now making me think like, OK, so what about the the other counterpart? I don't know. Was it white? Why? You know, even though they're kids, why that person didn't say anything? You think they cared? I would. No, because cor- it's like. Of course you would, though. <laughs> you would. But anyone, anybody, come on. Knowing for a fact, like, I would have went on this stage and be like, y'all know I'm not, right? I'm still great. I know that, but I'm not the valedictorian. Man, this this was 38 years ago. Cause I bet it's eating at that person's conscious. Like that's that's not your. You know that's not yours. So it's it's twenty twenty two. Twenty years ago would be two thousand two. Thirty years ago would be ninety two, and then thirty eight years ago would be eighty six. No, it'll be eighty uh eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. So in nineteen eighty four, a black woman was valedictorian. And her school didn't allow her to be that because she was black. 
84. And this is a long time. And you know, you you hear you hear these people who say these things like get over it. Slavery was a long time ago. Mm-mm. I can't be held responsible for my great 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 grand like no, listen. We talking about people who are alive right now. 19 1984. Things were still happening to stop us from progressing. And it didn't stop just with this one woman. I guarantee you. So it's like there are still things going on right now today. And some people don't recognize that because it's not in their reality. But it's in a lot of other people's reality. Mm -hmm. And you have people who would just try to tell you like. Tell you it's not a thing when it is. It's because they haven't experienced it. Because they haven't experienced it. And not only not only will will white people tell you this, some black people will tell you this. <laughs> oh yeah. Because they haven't experienced it. I feel like they'll say it's uh, quicker than anybody else. But like I wish I'd get <laughs> over that. I don't go through that. Who are you? Yeah. It's 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. Like dismissing people's experiences. As if as if you could understand the experience of 40 million different people in a country. You think none of these 40 million different people experience something different than what you did? You think because this thing isn't happening where you were at, it didn't happen in some rural town in Mississippi? Or even in some suburb in Dallas? Mm-hmm. It happens. Hey, this is a lot heavier than what I thought, man. Yeah. It's just crazy because I don't even think we intended intended on, on going into things like this, but you just see that this is really a part of our experience, you know? And so it's something that just keeps recurring and keeps coming up in our conversation because it's things that we have to deal with. And I know, I know for myself, like, it's something that, that I deal with. Mm. And then because of my experiences, there may even be times where I'm not experiencing it. But just the, I don't know, maybe the right word is like trauma of experiencing it makes me nervous or makes me perceive what I'm experiencing as maybe this is that again Mm. you know and so it keeps you in this box do you also take if it hasn't happened to you directly do you still take on that trauma as well yeah for sure yeah I try not to but you kind of know. It's like you're like, okay, if it happened to that person, it could happen to me. And I know I don't like that mindset. I don't. Right. But that's the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. But I try not to because it's like just because you know, you don't know what happened to like why did that cop you know do was so aggressive to that person. Mhm. But you don't know why. You don't know the full story because they never tell the full story. Right. Hmm. No, you you definitely, like, do take it on, even if you aren't intending to. 
Because just to be very transparent, mm-hmm. I had an internship with a bank when I was in college. It's my sophomore year. And I was very aware. Well, you had a lot of jobs in school. <laughs> I, was, I was very aware <laughs> of different things that were going on. Uh-huh. But, and some things that happened to me prior to, I don't want to make it seem like it, like it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Right? But my experience overall wasn't just like bad. Right? Mm-hmm. And, but then I remember working at this at this internship and I remember the Mike Brown situation happening. Mm. And I remember going into the break room for lunch and seeing it on CNN because they always had it on CNN or some type of like NSNBC, you know, like that type of stuff. And I remember the first time I saw that story and the protests beginning to happen and them pepper spraying people shooting him with rubber bullets and it is like it just kind of took me off guard right mm-hmm. seeing it seeing it there and then that night i ended up being on twitter and like searching the hashtags and going through these hashtags and seeing where people were seeing on the actual ground mm-hmm. on ground level there and you know that night like, I really cried over that. Hmm. Because I was seeing, like, you know, just seeing older women being pepper sprayed by police and seeing, and seeing like, people being shot with rubber bullets and some, some of it, like, going in people's skin and having them bleed out. And, and it really just messed me up. And but, but the crazy thing, I remember the very next day going back into the office, right, and thinking that, Everybody else is going to be like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And not a single other person felt that way. Mm -hmm. Not a single other person said anything about it. And I could tell none. Like, this this is not even on their radar. And that's when I realized, like, these people are living an entirely different experience. Yeah. And it just doesn't affect them. And... That was the point where I just realized, like, I don't know, like I can't, I can't really be around this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe I took it, and maybe I took it on too much, and I shouldn't have, but I really took it on for a long time. Something that didn't even happen to me. Mm-hmm. I think another one that hit me like that was, I mean, the one George Floyd mm-hmm. that, I mean, recently, you know, and um, I just remember going to work and at that time, you know, I was with the smaller company, but it was just like the normal everyday hustle and bustle. No one stopped to talk about, you know, how they feel about it or anything like that. It was just nothing. Right. And that, that was heavy. And then all of a sudden during the, um, the trial, it's, it, it was just... It's different. Right. Most definitely, man. I mean, we had a family, you know, text. Um, Thread. Yeah. Yeah. Just talking about it, getting, giving each other updates. That was like every day, you know. Kids testifying because that's what they saw. Yeah. That was the sad part. Everybody's coming out and speaking on, you know, 
what they experienced. There were kids who were talking about that? Yeah. Like in court? Yes. They pulled everything. I wasn't Yeah. I wasn't aware of anything like that. That's crazy. Yeah. To me, I think that one hurt so much because he that's a big dude. That was a big man. Mm-hmm. And just to belittle him like that. That that it just that was the modern day lynching for me. Yeah. You think so? Uh, uh yeah. Oh yeah. Or like with Eric Gardner. Mm. Just choking somebody out with a baton. And them saying over and over that I can't breathe. And you just not caring. Mm-mm. And and this isn't the episode to get into it. And I and I and I want to kind of digress from this type of stuff and and get into some other stuff, right? For the sake of the episode, but you know, then then with with the uh, Khalid Browder story, something that I had showed you about, and and everybody that is watching, right? If you're still watching. Mm-hmm. Khalid Browder, I believe his name is spelled K-H-A-L-I-D. Then his last name is B-R-O-W-D-E-R. And so if you search that into into YouTube or you search that into Google, you'll see his story. And this was a, a young man who was arrested because they said that he had stolen a backpack. Not that he had the backpack on him. Not that he had... They had footage of him stealing it. Not that they even had a witness that said, that was saying, pointing him out of a lineup that said, this is him. Mm -hmm. None of those things. But arresting him for stealing a backpack and then kept him in jail for years in Rikers Island, which is one of the worst jails in the country. And so this was a boy who I believe might have, at the time might have been 17 or 18. I think it was like 16. Actually. Or 16. Mm-hmm. I think it was 16. I and, and see, the thing with this is they kept him in jail for years, even after they realized that he didn't do what they had arrested him for. They were trying to put other charges on him. But because they had arrested him, what, what they were trying to do, they were saying to him, well, if you just plead guilty, we'll let you leave today on time served. And he kept saying, no, I'm not pleading guilty because I didn't do anything. And so they just kept him and kept him and kept him. Kept pushing back all his all his trial days. Just just trying to get him to break. You know? Yeah. And, and what's crazy is, and I want to talk about this another time, but he finally got out. But because he was so traumatized from being in there with grown men. Right. Being a regular kid who's now in here with like people who are actual criminals, people who are actually violent people like it changed him and and messed him up. And even when you would see him in the interviews that he was giving, because it became kind of a national story in a way, not maybe everybody didn't hear about it, but he was on national platforms and you could just see how it still just like traumatized him. And he ended up killing himself. Mm-hmm. And so, 
this is the type of stuff people are dealing with. Dealing with these systems here where we live at. And so I know we had we had spoken about the the need to talk about that. And I just wanted to talk about it for a second. Yeah. For sure. <sighs> it's heavy, ain't it? It's 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 heavy. Right, it's like what what should we talk about after this? We're not talking about none of that stuff. No yeah, like I I can't. Yeah. It's it's just crazy, you know. And yeah, I don't want to talk about none of that other stuff because, like, I just feel like this is a moment, you know, at least for me, because it's making it's making me very emotional. Because just just talking about these different situations, it's it's like taking me back to this space that I was in when those things happened. Yeah. Or when I first heard about what happened to Khalid. It's just crazy. And I do feel like social media has a big part of this and making everything go so fast. Okay, this happened. Okay, this is a new story. Okay, Will Jada and all that. You know, they're trying to put you what, what ice cream or something over it, give you a little sweetness, and then hit you with the heavy stuff again. And then all of a sudden, you know what? But this happened. Y'all should be good now. This, no. Real stuff is happening every day. They don't mm-hmm. even talk about. Yeah. I mean, because how you know, um, when you were talking to your parents, you were talking about uh, stuff that's going on in DeSoto. All the shootings and stuff, they not even broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. Stuff happening in Mesquite. It's like, so many things are happening that they don't even talk about, but... Like, why isn't this shared? We paying all these home association dues and stuff like that. When do we supposed to get this information? I don't know, man. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Like, just all of it, man. Just, just like living here and attempting to attempting to go about things the the appropriate way the right the the right way and things like that but even once you do just still having people who just because of the system or the the state of mind they're in who just disregard everything about you mm-hmm. disregard your merit they don't ha- see you as a person how hard you worked the grades you got you know what I'm saying disregard your 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 qualities and and just see you as as something lesser. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just crazy. And like you said, just don't see you as a person. See you as a number. <laughs> Hell, even some of them see you as an animal. Mm. Because I've heard police uh like uh body cam footage of them saying stuff like that. These animals. Hmm. Same thing happened in Iraq. They were referring to Iraqis as savages. Hmm. These savages. And I guess that makes it easier for you to kill them. Because you don't see them as what you see yourself as. I feel like we watched an episode or something like that. 
It was probably Black Mirror, right? We did. We watched the Black Mirror episode yes. just like that. <laughs> yeah. That's something else that people should watch. Black, Black Mirror. Black Mirror, for sure. It's about technology and the perils of technology. Some of the episodes were maybe about some of the goods you can get out of it, but it was about the things that can go wrong mm-hmm. with, with like this technological age we're going into. And so, yeah, that episode, it was about maybe maybe U.S. soldiers, U.S. soldiers who were in a, a different land and they had to take an implant into their into they brain. And this implant made them see regular people as as like zombies. zombies yeah and so it made it easy for you to kill them because you saw them in something different than you mm-hmm. but the we, crazy thing they didn't know they had an implant in them right some of them may, well mm-hmm. they knew they had an implant but they didn't know the implant made them see mm. see them as 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 zombies because remember when his when his implant was going going bad he went to somebody to recalibrate it. Mm-hmm. So he knew he had an implant and he could see things that the implant was supposed to make him see. But he didn't know that it made him see this certain race of people as monsters. Mm-hmm. And as long as he could see them as monsters, he didn't care about killing them. Mm-hmm. But see, one of them had created some type of device that, and, he, and, he, and he clicked it in his face. It was almost like it, a flashlight. Yeah, and it, hurt, and it hurt him and he was just like, what? And then... He saw them as a real person. And so then he, he told the per- the person, that he went back and told one of the people in the mil- military about it. And he was just like, what did you see? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like trying to get them back on track. Like, nah, those are, nah. Like, you sure you saw that? <laughs> yeah. And so we need you to keep seeing these people as monsters so you can keep killing them. Mm-hmm. And they were regular people the entire time. That they were trying to just eliminate. Yep. And it's very telling because the same way we just said, there's footage of, of some of these officers officers just talking about people like these damn animals. And as long as you keep that mentality, it doesn't mean nothing to you to kill one one of us. You can take it away. You can, do whatever, you, can, you can do whatever you want to do with that. I'm 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 done. I'm done for today. That's a lot. Yeah. But that's why we need to come together. Mm. We need to figure out something. I know the next episode we're gonna be a little bit more uplifting. We're gonna talk about the success of us. You know, what we doing to help the community and how we, it's uh, the 1%. <laughs> yeah. The one, that they keep them quiet. The 1% of black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the 1% of black people. What they don't want to show on social media. The, the, the black upper class. And, and You're just not talking about rappers and Instagram models either. Right. Some of the things they're doing to to acquire their wealth and that's going to be a good episode mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll probably make most of the episode about that yeah for sure but today man it was just some, it was just some stuff we need to get off our chest reality 
of a lot of things that people want to keep hush. Yeah. You have anything else? Mm-hmm. As of right now, no. All I want to say is <laughs> to get off of, to 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 get off of this, right? Mm-hmm. Once again, if you made it to the end of the video, if you find every single thing, and I mean every single thing, mm-hmm. that is different with our set from the last episode, I will cash up you some money. But you have to put it in the comment section of the video. All right. And with that, I mean, I don't have anything else. No. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, man. This has been a uh, a very serious episode of Derek and Deja. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to have them sit downs. Yeah. And we appreciate you all for, for being here with us. We appreciate you all for, like, the views. Um, go ahead and like, share, comment, subscribe. But... Most importantly, just just share, mm-hmm. you know, share with with people that, you know, and let's really make this a thing because we really just want to we want to make this bigger. And we have said this before, but we want to make this bigger than just talking about celebrity gossip. Mm-hmm. And you saw from this episode because we didn't talk about that at all. We really want to make this 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 something that's important when people aren't talking about these things like these things are important people's experiences are important when when bad things are happening to people in our community that's important and a lot of these platforms don't talk about it Mm-mm. and other platforms have people who are pretending to be about the advancement of black people right but mm-hmm. they really aren't because they're about the advancement of themselves And so when we talk about ourselves coming up here and talking about these things, like we're really talking about this from a sincere, you know what I'm saying? From a sincere perspective, Mm -hmm. like this is how we really feel. And so, you know, share this with anyone you can share it with. And again, we just appreciate you and, you know, we'll see you at the next episode. Yeah. You know, you got anything else? That's it. All right, man. This has been Derek and Deja. This is episode six, and uh, we appreciate you, and we're out of here. Bye.